Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And on this long-awaited episode that we've had on the show for a little bit, I know we've been absent, and especially this month of spookiness, but we have been dealing with things, but also a lot of cases have come our way and a lot of new th- information. But um, a lot of the last investigation we did uh, really established, how do I describe this? Uh, not a new ability, but I didn't know I could affect nature this way. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll release that clip on Hidden in the Shadows Paranormal. So today's episode is all about light anomalies, but we have a few announcements uh, before we get there. One being before we actually talk about the Haunted Update, which we'll talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, first announcement. Uh, hit, sorry. Shadow Walker Paranormal is no more. Now it's basically me and the missus here that are last standing paranormal investigators of Shadow Walker Paranormal. But we felt it um, necessary to, I don't say disband Shadow Walker Paranormal, but it didn't make sense to use Shadow Walker Paranormal. Because Hidden in the Shadows, what we listen to the podcast, we operate all our paranormal investigating and all the ways we help people with our cases through Hidden in Shadows podcast. So Shadow Walker Paranormal was kind of a, a moot point. Like, it didn't really matter. We used it as a paranormal team, but the paranormal team really wasn't Shadow Walker Paranormal. It was me and you. Yeah. So, we have disbanded Shadow Walker Paranormal. doesn't mean we're not going to investigate anymore. Ha, ha, ha. Highly unlikely. We're just getting started. Yeah. But we decided to create a branch of Hidden Shadow Podcast called... Hidden in the Shadows Paranormal. Yeah, simply enough. And that's strictly because... <clears throat> hidden in the shadows podcast i make obvious uh post about like stuff that we're doing on the podcast and then obviously if i start making posts about the paranormal as well like the paranormal team well it's not really a team it's just me and you but yeah paranormal duo there you go regular ed lorraine warren over here oh my gosh <laughs> uh but it, it would just be like too much if that makes sense it would just be too many posts instagram would probably flag it as like spam because you're posting too much so we decided to separate it and uh people from shadow walker paranormal i did let them know like hey um you know the other two members are doing their own thing and we're doing our own thing and you know if you want to continue to follow us hidden in the shadows paranormal so so yes look for hidden shadows paranormal and instagram uh you haven't made a tiktok have you Yes. So this is the the thing with TikTok. So if you follow Shadow Walker Paranormal on TikTok, I have now switched everything over to Hidden in the Shadows Para is what it's called because I couldn't put paranormal Mm. because it was too long. But Hidden in the Shadows Para and um, all the direct links you can find in the Instagram bio of Hidden in the Shadows Paranormal. Wouldn't it easy just to change the name of Shadow Walker Paranormal? That's what I did. I changed it. Oh. Yeah, it's still... It's basically, if you're following Shadow Walker Paranormal on TikTok, it would have switched over I'm for I'm talking about you. Instagram. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> now that you say it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I was just like into like the whole idea of being like fresh. And Whatever. believe it or not, I think Shadow Walker Paranormal, because we weren't um, posting as much, was almost getting like... What is that term called when you... Don't get put out in front of people. Shadow ban. Shadow ban. There yeah. you go. 
Um, and so I was just like, you know what, let me start from scratch. So I started a whole new thing that's attached to the podcast. Like it's the same like login information and stuff so that I'm noticing now it's showing a lot more people our stuff than it did on Shadow Walker. So I was, so it was a good idea, but TikTok because we already had gotten over a thousand followers. Um, I just basically deleted all of the videos, um, that had the shadow walker stuff on it and kept like when we would go to just locations and i just shoot around like the pelletier house or uh the the park in certain spots i kept those videos up there but because you can't go live until you have a thousand followers i decided to just keep that so yes so that bit out of the way uh second point of news an update an update but I know we've been talking about Shadow Walker Part 6. I'm figuring out when we release it. Uh, this weekend. Um, this is... This episode you listen to Thursday. So, Shadow Walker Part 6 is coming out Saturday. Yes. Then you listen to over the weekend. Um, and then we'll tell you what we're doing next week at the end of today's episode. Which is something uh, a lot of people have asked us for in the past. But we finally get around to it now. And it's going to be a two-parter, probably. Yes. Because there's just so much. Um... So, the final thing, the Haunted Update. Yeah. Now, it's not long. We went there very long, but it is very, very, very impactful. And like you said, Megan will be sharing the footage of what I was able to do uh, on Hidden Shadows Paranormal. Now, something I've been focusing and in, in, it's, once I say thinking about, something I've been focusing in trying to, because I've had a, uh, in my moments of meditation, I had imagery of seeing three points of energy, like a triangle, and then me focusing my ability through those three points, and then generating some kind of uh, vortex or portal probably, to pull an entire area more massive than I ever pulled before. Or more finite, let's say that, more finite. So, we tried it out at the park that we've gone to a couple times. And Megan actually... Honestly, it has a new ability to her own, but I kind of put a uh, a final blessing on the land just to ensure that nothing can really ever come back. But before we get to what her, she did. So we were at the park. We walked it during the day. If you saw our live Hidden Shadows podcast, uh, you saw us walk through it. And then when the night fell, we guys couldn't see anything anymore. So we kind of cut off the live and kind of recorded through the body cam. And we stayed in the field. There was no reason to go on the trail. Everything we, we took there was maybe two, three things. And it was really nothing really to be... Sorry, wasn't really nothing there left. So this is why I wanted to try it out here. So I focus one point um, at one, uh, like I, I focus one point of energy at, at, at one angle, another at another, almost like putting a spear in the ground of energy, just to put that there and like almost like a marker point, and then one in front of me, creating kind of a triangle, and then using both my hands, focus the energy from both sides and connecting all three, and then. When I did that, this is the weird part. The wind kicked up. Now, granted, it was stormy that night or the day before, so there's a little bit of wind in the area. But what happened is like nothing natural supposed to happen. What happened is I left both my arms in the air to focus the energy in, and the wind started kicking up so much, it was like almost like we were in the middle of a tornado. And it oh, was, not that much. It sounded like it. It sounds it sounds pretty impactful. I it was say. a lot of wind. Let's say yeah, there's a lot of wind. 
my God, <laughs> And it sounded like it. When I was listening to the audio back, it's like like we're in the middle of a hurricane winds, right? Okay, hurricane, yeah, I can yeah, see like that. we're blowing really hard, and but it felt because the energy felt like or the wind felt like it was lifting up my arms and blowing through my arms. It was the weirdest sensation. Mm-hmm. And then while I felt like I had it, like everything gathered up in one point, I reached out my right and grabbed the rest of what dark energy there was left, which wasn't much. And then of course I put it in the ring like I always do. If you're wondering what the hell's going on, this is your first episode. I apologize. Shadow Walker 1 through 5 will explain everything. And Shadow Walker Part 6 will put the final information so far. Anyway, but what's interesting is the audio. Now, me recording this on the body cam, I didn't experience the way that it was recorded. How it was recorded is you hear the wind pick up, and at a it's like at a max level blowing while I'm having this. And then when I reach down to grab the dark energy, the wind shuts off. Like someone just flipped the switch. In an instant, yeah. Within an instant. It's like it's going like massive ah, hurricane winds off. And the reason why I even looked at it because I was, because when Isaac was pulling, I saw flashes of light and it was so quick. I was like, whoa, did I even see what I just saw? Because it was like one, two, three, right? And it was this almost like neon purple light. It was like one, two, three, right? Mm. And it went kind of outward in front of Isaac and into like into him. And so I was looking back on the body cam to see if maybe we caught it. And it wasn't caught. So I'm wondering if maybe I saw it in my third eye maybe. I was actually seeing the energy. But that's when I noticed the wind. And I was like, oh, dang. I don't remember it being that windy. Me either. Well, I, and like, then I, I, was I remember like, feeling wind underneath my arms, but not yeah. that level. I was like, wait a second. And then as soon as I saw him put his hand down, it stopped on a dime. And everybody I've sent it to so far because I was like, um, is this natural? Not to mention, too, uh, since we're talking about light anomalies, which are technically... I say light anomalies. Well, no, I guess it is. Okay, anyways. But there was also a photo that we took that I don't remember taking. I was snapping photos in the center um, part of the uh, area where we were, and I was snapping photos, and there's one in particular that I do not remember snapping. And in the photo, which I will post, you see off to the side, it's almost like it's a straight line. It's a straight line. The center line is like almost like a like a streak streak. And then the next one is another like straight line. But they kind of go at one. They go from one point and then they curve upward to the sky. Right. It almost looks like a trail of something. But I don't know how that could be made. And, and so I also sent it to other people to say, hey, have you ever seen this? Like, have has this ever occurred? And they even pointed out, like, from the trees area, there's, like, energy shooting up. It literally looks like energy shooting up. Mm. Not to mention, also caught a hooded figure. Almost looks like it could either be a grown person kneeling with a hood, or it could be a little kid with a raincoat. And that's the craziness. Um, Maybe we'll do another episode here soon, Um, just going over everything you know, as an attachment to October's update, which kind of tells before this event happened. Mm. But it was crazy because we did a day walkthrough where, you know, we were allowing people in the comments 
to kind of feel it out, tell us what they were getting, what they hear. And, you know, there was a lot of like some, some bodies were following us. It was a lot of mumbling. And this is during the day. This is even when it flips at night, which is when we were in the center. And a lot of people in the comments kept saying of the live kept saying, Hey, there's like things and people in the trees and Mike, um, unknown Mike, from Unknown Paranormal has even stated like he thought there was stuff in the trees. Mike G from the UK, he uh, also said there was like figures in the trees and stuff like that, which is another weird. And then it's on top of weirdness because I went back to the original Facebook post that sent me to that park and re-looked at the, the photo that I saw that made me want to go, go investigate it even in the first place. And it was like a hooded guy but he was all black hooded anomaly guy that had almost like a walking stick or like a spear right Mm. and i find it very odd that we caught that hooded figure like i said it could have either been a kid or it could have been somebody kneeling but it was a hood it's clear a hood yeah and like it's like a not to mention another thing to put up in the air is this area apparently has had issues with black-eyed kids so not saying it's a black-eyed kid because but i'm just saying you know there is like alien type activity at that park and one of the conspiracy theories of black-eyed kids was alien so well after what i did i don't lose anything left there no and to go on to what Isaac was saying, I have just uh, found another uh, a way to uh, like almost like reverse curse land, if that makes sense. Basically, put an energetic like protection shield stamp thing on a location so nothing comes back. Yeah, and dark anyways, or it's it's it would be extremely hard for something to come back. Um, but. Yes. So that was a weird shit that happened to us over the week. Um, things that we've been doing. Uh, when did we do that? Friday, right? Last week? No. Not yesterday, the day before. Sunday. No, Friday. Friday? I have no clue. Yeah, it's Friday. Friday, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Friday. Yeah, because I missed SmackDown for that. <laughs> uh, but on to today's episode, which is all about light anomalies. And the reason why we call it light anomalies is because light anomalies can be affected with either in the paranormal, i.e. ghosts, mm-hmm. or with aliens. Mm-hmm. So the stories we're, and the encounters we're going to say today involve both, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's there's a couple different. And it, it kind of like morphs the two. Like people don't really know if it is spirits or if it is... Aliens. aliens. Yeah. There is some ties to seeing certain lights and alien abductions. And I have a few stories uh, from my madre. Your mom, yeah. Yeah. I think people... Case, <laughs> people may not know madre, okay? <laughs> so I'm just being the translator. It's an easy enough Spanish word. Being anyway. the translator over here. All right. But okay. no, she's told me some stories in the recent month, uh, stuff she's... Not told me before, but uh, I thought it felt up like perfect timing for what we're doing today. So, on the account of uh, light anomalies, what are we talking about first? Okay, so we're going to kind of just go over what has been talked throughout history about 
light anomalies because it's not just like present day that these things have occurred. It has also occurred in settlement times, biblical times. Um, I think it was when um, we were talking about the Bermuda Triangle that uh, even Christopher Columbus journaled about seeing lights in the sky over the water and stuff like that. And it also fed into the idea that could the Bermuda Triangle have alien-related stuff. But there's certain places as well that have specific, specific, like, light anomalies. And that's the thing, too, is a lot of paranormal locations, one of their, like, things when you start listing, like, ghosts, apparitions, especially outdoor areas strange lights. You think of Bridgewater Triangle, strange lights. You think of Skinwalker Ranch, strange lights. No, that's more alien related. Yeah. But a lot of those places, especially if they're outdoor, tend to have those strange lights. And um, so, yeah, that's what we're kind of. And the reason why I wanted to, to kind of go into the historical aspect of it is because you have said in biblical times, because um, I know the one spot that I've been to, which is Patsy's Pond, one of the things that I was constantly see- seeing was it literally looked like a Ferris wheel in the sky, which is. Well, yeah, because there's been it's actually some paintings of it as well. In ancient times, they always talked about seeing uh, wheels of fire in the sky and stuff like that, and they thought it was angels, and that's how some angels get depicted as like giant swirling eyes and other things like a Ferris wheel of like fire or something like that. Um, but when you told me what you described, you saw at Patsy's Pond, I was like, uh, that's the shit they saw in biblical times. Yeah, because what it would look like was uh, we were walking... And I saw this little, like, little light kind of start to flicker. And I was, I was staring at it more and more. And all of a sudden, it started forming and looking like this Ferris wheel in the sky. And so, I, I don't know why I didn't think to mention that. I thought maybe my third eye was just trying to show me, like, something. I don't know. Um, and then one time when we were sitting down here and we were talking about it, I was like, yeah, you know, Patsy's Pond. I, I remember the time where like, I saw the Ferris wheel in the sky and you were like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, it was a Ferris wheel in the sky. <laughs> and you were like, um, I don't think that's like a normal thing, yeah. but, but yeah. So you know a little bit about a spot that's located in North Carolina that has, well, lights. I mean, there's, granted, there's famous light anomalies across the United States and the world, but one of the top, I would say top five famous locations for light anomalies is the Brown Mountain Lights here in our home state. Yes. Granted, it's on the farther east. No, west. West, northwest area around Asheville, where people consistently see these red lights in uh, the mountains floating around the top of area mountain range, where some people have... Ch- well, scientifically, they've said that it's like car lights or train lights or other like vehicle lights, something like that. Even at the time they did the study, there was no trains, cars, or anything like that. And the lights go back whoo, to when this land was first discovered in the 1700s, right? Mm-hmm. Th- there's been stories of lights in the sky, on the sky, in the mountains at that point in time. So long before vehicles were even invented in this country, they've been seeing those lights. And there's different stories of reason why. There's actually a song about the Brown Mountain Lights. Mm. Uh, I've never heard it myself, nor do I remember the artist's name. But the Native American story is that after a great war between certain tribes, um, 
the men who died in that battle, right? Mm -hmm. The wives of those men were looking for their bodies. And they carried lanterns to look for their bodies on the mountains. And those are the spirits of the lanterns you still see, those lights. Oh, wow. That's a Native American story. Whether it's true or not, that's one of the many stories. Other was like um, a hunter. This is what the song is about. A hunter, a famous hunter during the 1800s, whatever, was hunting certain kind of animals in the area. And his uh, his servant uh, was told to look for him if he didn't come back in a week. And he didn't come back in a week. He disappeared on the mountain. And his servant went with a lantern looking for his master. And, and he felt he could not stop looking for him or felt like he shouldn't stop looking for him until he, or he had to keep looking to him until he found him. And so, and so even in death, he's still looking for his master. Hence why you see the lights, the light on the, in the mountains, right? So there's been a lot of stories told of why ghost stories told. There's even been reports, supposedly there's an alien base in the mountains. And that's why you see the lights because there's alien ships coming in and landing and stuff like and that. And just to kind of give you an idea, this is the Appalachian mountains that we're talking about. Yes. Which already has a history of its own. It's in the Appalachian mountain range. Mm -hmm. So it's not all in the Appalachians, but it's in the range. Um, there is a, what's a geologically, geologically example of, or explanation of what causing it. Supposedly there's some thrust fault lines, mm. uh, in the area that can generate light, supposedly kind of like how they always blame like alien ships on swamp gas, right? Oh, you see the lights and it's a swamp gas, right? Mm -hmm. When it's a rare thing, the occasion or ball lightning, like they call yeah. it. Yeah. But whether it's aliens, supernatural, Right? That's still the mystery. Now, there have been alien sightings in the area, and also Bigfoot sightings in the area and stuff like that. But the way the lights look and the fact that they always seem to appear in the same places at the same times would make you think natural, right? That's something of the air or something of the land that's causing it. Because it's not like something that can't be measured. It can be because it keeps repeating itself. It's the same time every... I don't think it's the same time. It's the same place. Mm-hmm. So that's why the ghost stories and like stories. More, that would make sense with the residual. Yeah. So there's, like I said, been different stories told of why you see the lights in the sky. But there is far more stories about the Brown Mountain lights going on. But I just thought we'd talk about that because that's like where we're from. And yeah. we could technically go see. Yeah. That would Granted, be it'd be much of a hike to get up there to get to the area where you can see them the most. But... It'd be interesting to see what we could feel from that place. Yeah, right. it would, that would be an interesting thing because there's a lot of stuff going on over there. Is that a four and a half hour drive? No, it's further than that. Yeah. It's like eight. Because we're going across North Carolina. That's right. But that's actually been a place that I've wanted to just vacation to just because it's fall time. It's like... Or they're flying there. Granted, a flight would be like an hour, but yeah. it's faster than driving. Well, yeah, technically, I guess flying would be better, but... And that's the thing, too, is, like, the scientific, I guess, backing of seeing all of these lights is uh, ball light, ball lightning, atmospheric anomalies, meteor showers that just create unusual light displays is what they're saying um, occurs from it. But the thing is, like, you take our, our uh, experience that we experienced at the park, I... I can't explain those lights that we saw. And that's not even including the lights that we were seeing at the park. Yes. Uh, but I just remember one more thing before we go into the talk about the lights in the park. Um, 
the whole, well, one of the many reasons, but the real big reason people thought about the aliens with the Brown Mountain Lights and why there's an alien base there and all this. Because there was a guy, can't remember his damn name, right? Um, this is bad research on our part. <laughs> but there's a guy, and anyone who is a master at the Brown Mountain Lights knows exactly who I'm talking about. Or you can go look up it yourself. But there's a guy who lived up there, right? In the mm-hmm. cabin and stuff like that. He built a, like a, a shop where he gave tours to people. And supposedly, according to this guy, one of his many hiking trips, he found a cave. In this cave, he found alien beings that had a whole base there. That it was like all distinctively looking like real nice. And they actually brought him in and showed him stuff. No, he was abducted. Yeah, he was abducted while he was up there. And they brought him to that cave. And they showed him like all this. And they took him out of outer space. And they told him how the world or universe was created. Blah, blah, blah. And for him to prove it to other people that he did, they gave him one of their dead. Gave him an alien body. And he has that alien body. He put it on display in his little, you know, come look and stuff like that. Give us tours and stuff. What? Yeah. And that's what he said. Give you a body. Yeah. Why <laughs> would he give me a body? That's why there's a lot of holes in his story. But yeah. that's supposedly how the, 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 um, the conspiracy theories about it being an alien base and aliens tracked and stuff like that. But I think, too, like, and that's the thing, too, a lot with the alien abductions, which I would even love to cover this on an episode, but, like, the quantum healing sessions mm. that they do, because that's essentially how Dolores Cannon got started with her work, is she would do quantum uh, healing sessions with people that claim they were abducted. And because a lot of the stuff... Um, a lot of the times when people get abducted, they just don't remember. And that's the creepy part. They have, yeah. like, holes in their story that they just don't remember. And, you know, like, skeptics and scientists and stuff like that say, oh, it's just because you had a weird dream or whatever. But these people, normally when they go through something like that, you can tell, like, they're distressed. They're, they freak out about it. They have nightmares. So, obviously, something had to happen because that's some sort of trauma, you know? So... But going to our lights in the sky kind of uh, example, which we kind of talked about, we'll go over again because I think even this last time we saw some creepy like lights. Yes, granted, we we see lights every now and then on the because the where the park is in, in town, um, where we go to and where I did this big experiment. There's a swamp there. Granted, it's maybe fifty yards wide, or about. I would say 50 to 100 yards wide at the widest and about 20 yards at the, the smallest. So it's mm-hmm. almost like a very thin river, about half a swamp at the same time. And we've seen lights dancing on the water before, moving like someone in a, in a boat with a lamp. What? You give it? Left ear is ringing. Oh. Um, like, like I said, like a, someone's on a boat with a lamp, lantern, but the light was very bright, very white, not yellow. So this made me think of people, someone with a flashlight. And then... The major light anomaly we saw when uh, we talked about in the hot last haunted update episode, and it basically shot up from the tree line up into the sky, hovered there like a ball of light, and then for less than maybe one, two, three seconds, and then shot up into the sky, which we assumed is aliens. Reason being is because when we did an SS method in the field that was across the way, we got in contact with a, with somebody or something that claimed that it was a being from an alternate or from a Another dimension, right? Not from a planet, from another dimension mm. that we assumed it was alien. Yeah. So, and then we saw that light and then whew, into the sky. And mm-hmm. then the last time we were there, the very last time, we saw light anomalies yeah. in the in tree was, line. It was consistent, too. Yeah. Like, even in the photos, like, there's a photo 
of you. And I don't know if you were pulling. I have to let you look at it because obviously when you did that big pull, I saw light kind of go into you almost. Mm. So I'm curious to know if this other photo, if you were pulling at that at that point too. But it was all around the circle. You you were standing there and you're blurry. So like you could tell like it was a quick photo. But and the and the body cam did have red lights, but you've seen it. They're not very powerful. It's very dim red light. Yeah. And you're turning and you have this huge pink light streak going from you. And it's not where the the body cam is though. So I have no clue what that is. Yeah. But it, it was things like that that was just weird. And so I don't know if that was maybe visual representation of maybe the energy that you're emitting off or doing or whatever. But and then too, like talking back to light anomalies, you know, like orbs technically are considered that as well. Orbs go back a long ways with yeah. uh, paranormal hunting. But most of the time people ever, ever saw orbs ever through pictures, mm-hmm. like capturing. Granted, you would see orbs in like like almost a blink of a light like in certain areas but normal normal times you caught them on film or you caught them with pictures yeah 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 but i thought that was interesting that the park you know because it even correlates to what you know we were getting on the spirit box when we were doing the session about the interdimensional beings and stuff like that because they you know said they were going to show us what what was coming through yeah and so that's creepy but I thought we would move on to one specific thing. So I have been sucked into, and that's why I've even wanted to cover this episode. I've been sucked into an, the newer episodes of Unsolved Mysteries, right? There's a new Netflix show. We're not sponsored. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but basically, because I used to watch it as a kid a lot, the older episodes. And there was one particular episode that talked about this string basically of 911 calls from March 1994 in Michigan and three over 300 calls got put out to the police station talking about these lights and um so I thought it would be interesting real quick before we continue on to play some of the 911 calls so you can hear it Right to Country Club Road. If you look to your immediate 
just, just to your lower right. They're right there in the sky. This is something we've never seen before. <laughs> okay, we'll have somebody check it out. All right. Thanks. a lot of things we experienced before yeah Yeah. so uh just to give a little backstory so uh like i said hundreds of people living across the uh uh, shore of lake michigan and this isn't the first time by the way 
that there has been like UFO type things happening off Lake Michigan. Uh, it was basically one of the most widespread UFO sightings in history. Bright, multicolored orbs appeared over the water and could be seen as far south as Indiana State Line, basically dancing erratically across the night sky. And local police were overwhelmed with people calling in to report. You know what? This is the one thing I was thinking about when I was thinking about this particular incident. What the heck would the police do? Well, people always did it because there's some sense of authority, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, i got to call somebody. Uh. All right. Yeah. Like, and I think maybe the military? No? Yeah. No, because they already probably know. Yeah. Yeah. In total, dispatchers received over 300 calls from concerned citizens. The National Weather Service even confirmed that the presence of large objects in the sky over the lake um, were not planes. They could confirm that it was not planes. Mm. Okay, so despite dozens of witness interviews and uh, scientists and people trying to figure out, like, what the heck it was, because obviously when they start seeing, like, strings of light, one of the things that another, like, scientist will say is that it's, like, satellites in weird orbit or whatever. It's another thing as well as, like, ball lightning and all of that stuff. But basically the Weather Service said, hey, we don't know what the heck, we don't know what that is. It's not planes, it's not weather, it's not any of that. But they still, to this day, don't know what it is. Now, in 2022, there was, and even, like, a little bit before, a little bit after, there was, like, these random strings of uh, people saying, in different places, saying that they were seeing, like, the... I think you've probably seen it on TikTok. It's big on TikTok. But it was, like, the, the string of lights. Yeah. Right? Apparently, that was, I think I think they call it the Stargate satellite, but that, they've confirmed, one of them, at least, was from that, because there was a lot of people claiming that they saw that. Apparently, there is a thing called racetrack uh, UFOs, or UAPs, which I did not know that that exists, but it's those ones that are almost look like, like, you know, lo- short line, short line, short line, short line, short line, like up, like a line, mm-hmm. and... I find it interesting because it kind of looks like what I've seen in photos. Like the, it's really creepy. I'm not saying it is, but it's really close to what was in that picture that I caught. Because it literally looks like a road. The picture from the park. It's like two straight lines and then that dotted line in between. And there's why would three satellites be? In the tree line, like start in the tree line and just be like floating there. You know what I mean? I wonder if we're gonna get alien enthusiasts asking us about this park now. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have all sorts of people just camping out in the center of the park. Yeah, because I mean, granted, we were there twice before, but until we did an SS method of trying to contact, I'm sorry, with reason trying to contact an alien, possibly alien uh, creature. As when we first saw that light shoot up, like they were just they were camping out waiting, like there it was almost like a, like a satellite. It was like it was like their 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 cell phone signal. Mm-hmm. They left that light there when the conversation was over. That's when it shot up into the sky. Yeah. 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 Because after that, I remember after that, that, Mike said he lost like all he heard was static. After that, like, there was no sounds coming through. Yeah, and this last time too, something new that also incurred is I never get dizzy at locations. I've never actually physical. I've gotten like headaches and stuff like that, but I've never gotten dizzy. And when we were in the center of the circle, it felt like the the look of the feel of how I was feeling looked like you know those big sundials. Like we were in the center of a sundial and we were spinning. 
that's what it felt like. And I don't, I don't know why. So, um, that's when, you know, people in the comments and stuff, because that happened right before we kind of ended the live, we're talking about maybe it's a portal or a vortex because it, it made me dizzy. Like it was like I was spinning. And so I've, again, very interesting. Yes. But I thought that we could talk a little bit about um, abduction stories with lights because that in itself is creepy. Mm. And there's tons and tons of stories. You go on Reddit, go on probably on TikTok, you go on all the different like forums and things like that. There, I mean, Thought Catalog, who I'm going to be referring to a lot of these stories with, they have over a hundred stories of weird alien abductions. So, wow, just as much as me. Just as many people have paranormal ghost stories. It seems a lot of people have some kind of encounter with aliens. Yeah. There was one in particular I read about a couple years ago. I don't even, I can't even find it where I read it on Reddit. But I remember this person was particularly talking about a sleep paralysis story where they had a weird like a light anomaly thing happen. So normally with sleep paralysis, you know, you feel like you can't move and stuff like that. You know, people see like demonic beings, weird creatures, like stuff like that. But this person was confused because all they saw was a huge ball of light bouncing around their room. It was like a huge glowing thing. The best way I feel like they kind of like described it like is, you know, in the movie. So, yeah, the movie World the Worlds, when the little like alien thing comes down and they're in the basement and it looks around like it descends down the stairs and looks, right? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, hopefully people listening know what I'm talking about. But that's how it kind of came through this guy's bedroom window. Like it came through like it was just like lurching. But he, when the light was in the room, he could not move. He was stuck. He was like stuck in the sleep paralysis state. And he said it like... Uh, turned, went towards, came in through the window, went towards the door, turned around, basically hovered by him, and then shot back through his window quick. And when it shot through back his window quick, he was able to move. But he still, he said that it still gave him an absolute feeling of fear, just like most sleep paralysis, you know, encounters happen. But he said he found it weird because he, he it was, he didn't really find that many stories about a light connected with sleep paralysis but there is some weird light stories so um there was a uh like i said an article by thought catalog that went into detail about specific alien abductions over a hundred stories so but this one in particular i found interesting and like i said from thought catalog so it's called the gundai mckay alien abduction um so it was three different people that were involved in this story but the one that was abducted was 22-year-old Amy. Uh, she was abducted out of the window of her lounge room by some sort of flying craft. Uh, her husband, Keith, had gone to bed while her friend, Petra, stayed to read in another room. Petra was ab- abruptly disrupted by a blinding light coming from the lounge room uh, and the sound of shattering glass. So, again, this is a light. This is not even, like, a thing or an arm or, like, a tentacle or anything. It's just light. Uh, The rectangular beam of light was shining into the room, and according to Petra, she saw Amy being pulled out of the window by the light, still apparently asleep. Uh, Keith then woke up, and both he and Petra searched the house and surrounding area for Amy, who was nowhere to be seen. Uh, Keith eventually called the police. Amy, this is the creepy part, and this is why I can't, like, 
I'm cool with the idea of aliens, but this is why I don't like the whole abduction thing. That actually terrifies me. Amy eventually turned up miles away with strange marks on her inner thigh and a and bizarre excessive body hair growth that she'd never had before. And her husband literally saw her before, like moments before. And he said he's that's not normal for her. Mm. So what the heck happened? Could you imagine that? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like missing time. That is that is so crazy. And okay, so another story um that's actually widely talked about and was also talked about in this um in particular thing was called the Travis Walton abduction. Yes, the uh, Fire in the Sky movie. Yes. Yeah. Which um, I saw when I was a kid. Really? And Yeah, I was fucking scarred. Yeah. Really? I haven't seen I it. I saw it when I was four or five. So Well, I didn't actually see it. I saw scenes from it that scared uh, the shit out of me. Really? Yeah. So like with everything else, um, he did have a lot of like backlash and people poking holes through his story or trying to at least. Um, but this is kind of like his backstory. So uh, he was one of seven men basically uh, working in a forestry team in Snowflake, Arizona, which I got to give props to those people that like stay all the time in woods like forestry teams, park rangers, because you probably see some strange stuff. So basically, he was headed home from work one night. The team spied a blindingly bright light. Uh, they thought it was like a plane crash or some kind of crash, so they drove over to it. But when they saw it was not like a plane, uh, Walton was the guy that jumped out of his... Hey, you see a bright light in the sky, and you follow it, and you see a craft. Don't jump out and investigate. Just, like, turn around and go somewhere else, because yeah. apparently this guy... Was like, no, I need to see it up close. So he goes up to it and a bright light shot from the UFO sent this guy floating into the UFO and the remaining six crew members panic and drove away from the scene to get help. So they just left him. It was like, yo, (laughs) we're not going to try and rescue him or try and get him out of the UFO. But could you imagine? Yeah. Like, Like just going with somebody and seeing that. So, uh, around 7.30 p.m. is when one of the crew members had called the police. And it was Deputy uh, Sheriff Chuck Ellis who answered the phone. And the crew member initially reported that only one of the crew members was missing, obviously, Walton. And so, obviously, the police did say that the men were distraught, two of them in tears. But the police basically thought that they had murdered Walton or something bad that they have done maybe by accident or something. But the creepy part is he showed up. Yeah. He showed up later. So he suddenly reappeared thinking he had only gone for a few hours. He retold uh, parts of the story the best he could. He basically said he was interrogated by three creatures with bald heads and huge eyes. Uh, He apparently encountered many different creatures on the craft, performed experiments on them. That's another thing that creeps me out about abductions. And like I said, many people were skeptical of the story. And this happened in uh, November 5th of 1975. And it was November 12th. So it was a good significant amount of time, November 12th, that he basically called his sister from a pain phone and said that he was there. Yeah. Now, we probably did a whole episode on him and the whole Fire and Sky thing because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of details and stuff like that. Yeah. But 
uh, just throw him, throw him in there because it's the most famous light in the sky abduction thing. Yes. So I think it might be time to kind of creep into your mom's story. Because yes. that is not... I mean, and I heard her before this episode retell the story. And basically my mouth was left open because I was like... Because she is somebody that I feel I feel like is pretty skeptical with the paranormal. She's she, she's pretty like it has to be very impactful for her to think it's paranormal. Well, my mom, she grew up in a haunted house. Yeah. Right. She's she's heard things. She's seen things. She's possibly sensitive to the spiritual realm and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like I said, she's very grounded in her faith and Christianity and stuff like that. So mostly anything that's supernatural stuff like she kind of waves off. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. I should say that instead. Yeah. You said it better. Yeah. But um, that doesn't excuse a lot of things she experienced when she was young. So uh, the story that she told me, like I said, a month ago, and then another one she just told me recently when I had to call her back to get reaffirmation on the story so I remember it correctly. This is what I'm going to tell you again also because it's both lights. So uh, when she was working with my aunt, is that, by the way, I have to call my aunt and see what her side of the story was to the situation because she was there but also if i ever do a story on haunted paintings where so if you ever do a, a, a sorry an episode on haunted paintings and stuff like that i need to talk to her because her major it was an art mm. so she and she actually painted a painting that has haunted my dreams for a long time now really yeah it, it creeped me out when i was a kid every time i looked at it if i describe it to you it's gonna be something weird but that's a whole nother story oh, okay <laughs> But it's my aunt Carmen, yeah. Um, I call it a cool aunt because she was the the goth kind of kid in high school and stuff like that, really big into the Cure and all that. Um, so when me and my brothers were in bands and stuff like that, she she was like, "Oh yeah, you guys are just like me when I was in high school." So that's what we kind of called a cool aunt. Anyway, um, her and my aunt were my mom and my aunt were working at uh, I think the Dairy Queen in town. Mind you, this is my hometown, Blanco, the same town that the ranch is, um, the infamous ranch that I've always talked about. And they were getting off late, and they, they were closing. So they're closed. Like they get get out out until about midnight. Granted, it's about fifteen minutes to get home, so it's not that long. But they're driving home, and the way I've described, most likely when we ever do a live from the ranch, I'll, I'll we'll do a live at the road, and I can stop by and tell you like this happened here, this happened here. Anyway, there's a major creek before you go into the long stretch of road. They make a right that goes to the dirt road that goes down my ranch. So before they got to the creek. Maybe, I don't know, a mile or so. It's nighttime, mind you. Where, where where the ranch is, how you get there. And I guarantee it still is the way it is now. Pitch black darkness. No street lamps. No nothing. It's just open road and people's, you know, immense amount of properties. It's like fenced off areas. So when there's a light, it's very obvious that it's there. So my mom driving with my aunt in the car see a light. A big ball of light hovering around them bright enough for them to see and it was low enough for them to see as well hey do you see that yeah holy crap and my aunt who's noticed it more she told her my mom to slow down where is this right and it followed them for a good mile or so and it was still following them as they're making the turn onto the dirt road right following my mom following my aunt she's like oh crap it's still following us and my aunt told my mom hey turn the lights off the, the headlights when you get onto our road right so it doesn't follow us so that's what she did. The second she turned, she turned onto the dirt road. She turned her headlight, uh, headlights off, so it just so well she knows the road because she knows she's going, but also so it doesn't seem to follow us if it is something. But it still follows them down the dirt road like it knew exactly where they were, even with turning the lamps, uh, turning the headlights off. 
mind you, this was like 1988. So think of a vehicle at that time. And they're going down a dirt road. And my mom says, up until the point where you make another right turn, and then you make a left to go into the ranch, she remembers making the right turn, and then she woke up the next day. She does not remember dropping my aunt off, getting out of the car, or going to bed. The question is, how the hell does she get in bed? Exactly. She does not remember any of that. She remembers a light following them onto the ranch, her driving down that dirt road with no headlamps on, and then waking up the next day. This would lead everyone to believe, most likely with majority of abduction cases we've talked out, talked about, that she was abducted. And I think the craziest uh, thing to mention too is she was pregnant. Now. Your assumption is, was she pregnant with you, Isaac? Is this why you can do all the weird shit you can't? No, I was already born. So that theory is already out of the fucking, out of the way. So don't worry about that. <laughs> I was one at the time. So, but no, my brother, my second uh, youngest brother, he, she was pregnant with him. So, with all the evidence in the world, anyone, anyone who's an alien enthusiast automatically say, your mom was abducted by aliens. And she was put back in her bed as if she and she, that's why she doesn't remember anything, right? Yeah, that's obvious. But she doesn't remember anything. She doesn't remember find weird symbols on her or anything like we should, that. We should have asked if she had like, because she obviously she wears makeup. If she had her makeup off, because your mom pegs me as someone that would not go to sleep with makeup on. No, she she does clean it off and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm curious. Or she was she still in her work clothes versus pajamas? Dang it, we should have asked that. <laughs> I doubt it though. Yeah, because she didn't seem like. Overly surprised that she was still in her work clothes or anything. She doesn't remember anything. But yeah, when she told me that, I was like, holy crap. And I thought, were you abducted when before I was born? Did they plant something in you? That's why I had my abilities? Like, no, this is after I was born. I'm like, <laughs> ah, damn it. Maybe I found the answer. But no, I was already born. So I was already one. So that's out of story. But that just, the weirdness that is part of my life that we've talked about on this podcast uh, is apparently in her, uh, her uh, inherited. Yeah, and yeah. and too, like you think about the ranch. That's not the first light story about no. the ranch because I, I think Gabe had something like that, right? Something similar. You had something or something that was following you, right? Me, yeah, yeah. Like the same thing how my mom described when she told me that. I was like, holy crap, that's what followed me. Luckily, I I remember everything. You I didn't, didn't get abducted. No, I didn't get abducted. <laughs> it followed me though. Uh, until about I until about got the same to the same point about the creek but when i looked around it was gone i'll tell that story quick before i tell my mom's next story okay. uh yeah i was basically coming home from work around three or four in the morning because i used to work overnight mm-hmm. and the way you get to the ranch yeah it's in the middle of nowhere and i see this ball of light in my rear view mirror and it's hovering above the car just behind it enough for me to see in the rear view mirror and i was like what the hell is that and it kept following me and this is that time before drones were even around so it wasn't it wasn't a drone it was obviously a ball of light following me. And at that entire time, I'm thinking, is this aliens? Is something else? I even speeded up to try to get away from it. Still followed me. And then by the time I got to the the turn off to the creek, it was gone. It didn't follow me. I looked around after I got out of the car, looking up, looking around and shit. Didn't see nothing. That would be kind of an interesting thing to maybe see if we can capture it. If we ever go back to the ranch, like stay out there at night and just like keep going back and forth. With like a camera. That's why trying to bait it. Basically. <laughs> like, hey, come show up here. No, I'm just kidding. But like, 
for our exist or for our existence. What the heck? <laughs> for <laughs> for our experience that we've had at the park when we tried to make contact and we said like, could you show show us right? And then a light appeared. Wonder if that's the same thing. Actually, I don't want to test that because I don't want to be an abduction project. <laughs> but no, another story mom was telling me, uh, and this is what my her my aunts, my uncles, and my grandparents, her her family experience. My grandfather uh, was a sergeant in the army, and he was stationed at Fort Hood uh, at the time of this when this happened. And they said a road that they came from the movie theater and the road that you get back to the city. There's like, it goes over hills and you would reach this top point of the hill on top of this hill. You could see the whole city cause it wasn't really much lights around, but we could see the city lights. So, you know, you're getting closer to the city. And they said when it, and it's mind you, it's nighttime and they get all the family in the car, they get back from the movies and they went up to the top of this hill. And when they got to the top of it, a big flash happened that lit up the sky. Like it was daytime almost. And everyone in the car saw it. All my, my aunts and uncles, my grandparents saw it at the same time. And my mom was like maybe seven at the time. And it, then it shut off and disappeared. Like a massive amount of light. And then, phew, And everyone's looking around like, what the hell was that? I mean, they don't really commented on it. I guess they're just freaked out. Yeah. But yeah, that's twice my mom has some a, alien experience. Granted, when she was abducted, possibly. But evidence, most likely. Uh, unless I get a different story from my aunt. I, that's what I'm sticking with right now. She was 24 when that happened. And, yeah, because she had me when she, I was 22. When she was 22, she had me. And that's happened when she was a kid. So, uh, after she told me that, I was like, Mom, I think you're talking about aliens. Because I don't know, Michael. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't remember it. And that's the part that bothers her the most is she does not remember so getting she, out of the car. She would be somebody that would be a candidate for like quantum healing with trying to figure out what happened. It's more, it's, it's hypnosis. Meditation. Yeah, hypnosis, not regression. Yeah, regression. Therapy. I don't know why I keep saying quantum, quantum healing. healing is a whole other thing. Regression yeah. therapy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, yeah, he's right. It's, it's that, not yeah. what I was saying. Which I was about to ask her, but I think she was busy watching one of her shows or something. So, well, I'll ask I have, about it later. I have a quick, funny story about a light that's not actually alien related, but it is light related. So I know you remember this because I've never been more terrified in my entire life. So it was when me and Isaac were dating. We went to the movies and we were in the movie theater and it was like we were waiting. We were sitting at these little tables and chairs. Oh, now you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> the look of fear on my face. <laughs> but we were sitting. We and we're going to watch and, a scary movie. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... I think it may have been like something alien related too, like Dark no. Skies or something like that. No, no, no. it was a uh, Exorcism Emily Rose, I think. No, I didn't see it. That was, one. It was a possession movie. Oh, maybe it was the one where her mom's like in the mental hospital and she's. Yes. Like, yeah, okay. that one. Possession, I think. Like possession or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyways, so we were sitting at these tables because we got like the later show. And because we were either going to have to walk in right then or we could wait for a later show or something like that. So we ended up staying at these little like tables and chairs that they had waiting for the... In the theater. Yeah, in the theater. And all of a sudden, we see this huge freaking light. And I'm telling you, it was like... And the sound that it made, it was like, whoa, whoa, right? Sorry, that was really bad. (laughs) 
can't do. Yeah, thank you. I can't do like (laughs) improv sounds. I would not be a sound effects person. Anyways, so uh, we see this big light and it literally looks like apocalyptic, like world to worlds, like alien stuff. And that's the thing is like when I was younger, I would always go in my head like, what if this situation would happen? Right. And so all of a sudden, I don't know why my brain started thinking like okay this is it this is this is this is world of worlds something's <laughs> happening right and i remember i scooted out and i was so terrified and it ended up being a transformer blew up right next to the theater because the theater. all the power went out in the theater it's like pitch black like chew right yeah and i was like oh shit i feel sorry for people who in the theater when that happened especially yeah. the, the scary point in the film oh my god so many people that's probably worse for them like like also like the girls being possessed and i said ah, then chew the lights shuts off in the theater everyone's like oh like fuck ah yeah. right? i just experienced how that that probably is gonna be more scary than what we did yeah like because that's the first thought that came my head it's like oh crap it's like an alien or attacking <laughs> or something because it was like a bright blue light and these sparks fly everywhere yeah and then in the whole like area the whole city goes like in that well that that part of the city just went pitch black and we're like holy crap what's going on um and then some guy was out there. I guess he was in the parking lot when it happened. He walked in like, oh, oh man, God. Transformer exploded, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but we weren't the only ones. Like, even, like, all of the guys that were there with we're the like, girls were, like, were, edgily sneaking yeah, to the, gl- the yeah. windows to look <laughs> out like, the glass. Was uh, my video game training going to have to come into play here? Like, like they yeah. were ready. They were yeah, look at the theater. Give everybody voucher tickets so yeah. we can come back. I think we I forgot we came back and watched. It wasn't Possession. It was something else we had. Our next date night, but I was just like in that moment. I was like, "What the fuck is going yeah, on?" Yeah, because you even had. I. It's not very many times that I see Isaac even go, "What the freak?" And they're experiencing and- like this. Sitting there, all of a sudden, all the power goes out in the entire block. But the, the but the sound and the 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 blast of it yeah. was like. I've seen transformers explode. And I've heard what it sounds like, but I don't know. They were was- small. This was like like a big one. Yeah. yeah. But I I just thought that would be a funny funny way to kind of like end that little abduction area of topic because <laughs> yeah terrified terrified but that's I don't really like alien like ugh, alien abduction stuff like I just ugh. I like I don't like like the probing the idea of like probing and experiments and stuff like that I just don't like that. It'd be nice if they abducted you, fixed all your ailments, and threw you back. Yeah, like, hey. Hey, fix my back and my knees, please. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. Do you... When you saw that light in the sky in the park, did you think... Like, do you think it's alien-related? It was brighter than any spiritual lights we've ever seen. Any lights related to ghosts we've seen in the past were dim, as maybe as bright as a flashlight with half power, right? Enough for you to see, but not enough for you to go, ah, when you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. This was extremely bright. So much so, it caught our attention instantly. It wasn't something relatively small. It was something big, like maybe the size of a basketball, if not a little bit bigger, like a beach ball. And how, how far we were away, and to see it that clearly, that bright, hover there, and then fire into the sky. No. Ghost spirit balls and stuff like that, when they make great lights, almost look like you're looking at a picture. It doesn't look 3D. It looks like you're looking at a picture, like 2D. This is like a 3D generated ball of light, bright enough for us to see, hover there for like three seconds, and then shoot into the sky. That's how it disappeared. It didn't go, it didn't just cease to exist and where it was. It just shot up into the sky. So it traveled with intelligence. Mm-hmm. So that's when we think alien, possibly. 
Yeah. And then, too, the fact that it was coming through over the spirit box. Yep. And they're well, saying interdimensional. What do you think about alien abductions? Do you think that's a thing? The whole idea of aliens and hearing experts talk about it versus hearing alien enthusiasts talk about it. When I hear an educated mind, scientist, someone who studies astrophysics and universes and stuff like that, Neil deGrasse Tyson, for example, right? They always talk about the idea that why would somebody, a race of beings, so intelligent enough to travel through space from light years in distance, care about what some primitive species that are fighting each other over simple things of what religion is right or what color skin you have, right? Why would they even bother with us? When they probably look at us and go, these things are so, they're primitive. They're they're animals, Mm -hmm. right? There's no intelligence here. Why would they bother? Maybe just to watch us entertain us. But that's guessing with best case or best interest, right? And not every being in the world, the universe, that intelligent would have best intentions in mind. So that's a counterpart or counter argument to that theory. If aliens are coming here to abduct us, those aren't the ones that possibly, if you go with the theory that we were created by the Anunnaki, the human race, right? They're not, the aliens that are abducting us and studying us aren't the ones who created us. Maybe they want to see what the Anunnaki created, uh, how these species are still striving today. This is supposed to be a throwaway species, right? Just to mine gold and then throw away. They, they, weren't, they weren't supposed to last this long. They weren't supposed to last this long, and now they're creating buildings and possibly able to leave the planet. They're like some of that intelligence is left over, so maybe that's what they're fascinated about. But the fact that he made, uh, I heard Neil deGrasse make a good point. We're able to take pictures on Mars, right? An entire landscape of Mars. Our telescopes are able to shoot, you know, millions and millions of miles into the universe, and yet we've caught not one spaceship out there. Not one. Nowhere. But we're catching tic tac size and uh spaceships and seeing things in the sky here on Earth. Now, that's like it's either the, the theory is that that's us, like we're doing that, like we governments or some secret organization is putting fake spaceships in the sky mm-hmm. that look somewhat like how we generate it. Or they're not traveling by conventional what we degree travel. Like we Degree travel as moving from one point to the other, like a car that like goes from one part of the, uh, and, uh, say the country to the other. You have to travel that distance. That's how we see travel moving from one point to the other, and that's how we assume travel through space would work as well. Granted, very, very, very fast. The faster you move, the farther more space you can go. But what if their travel is not like that? What if their travel is simply moving from one place to the other with folding space and time? So that's why you can't see them in space because they're not traveling the same way we do. They open a wormhole or they go through a higher dimension or there are higher dimensional beings, beings moving lower and stuff like that. Maybe they have a whole other way of technology that we assume, us being the, the lower level creatures in the world, lower intelligence compared to them, see travel as, you know, you can only move from one point to the other by going that direction. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you can just simply open the door and walk right through. Right? Mm. Maybe their technology is far advanced like that way. We're th- we're we're kind of boxing the aliens into a our what our reality is saying this is how it's supposed to be when they lived an entirely different way of living and they understand that reality how that's supposed to be. Like travel to them is simply moving from one place to the other by opening or walking through 
like folding fourth dimensional space. Maybe it was easy for them. Maybe it was something that's naturally evolved in them. Mm-hmm. And we're still, you know, having to physically walk that distance to get from one point to the other. Wouldn't that be nice to walk through a door? Yes. You could just walk through a door to Canada and visit Mike and Christy. Yeah. <laughs> or just like knock. Hey, you guys. Like, they can hear us in there. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I can't come in. You're there already. <laughs> I think it's a good place to. Because then we can go to a whole another episode on Aliens. Part yeah. six there's episode. Probably, yeah. There's probably <laughs> like probably two to three more episodes to add on. Because I. But we want to talk about this episode of Light Anomaly specifically because we've seen enough already. Yeah. Because prior uh episodes we have talked about we haven't really experienced alien stuff yeah well not so much now yeah but um i think it wraps us up today on light anomaly episode yes next week next week i'm excited i'm excited i'm normally not a cryptid person but i'm excited about this one next week we tackle something that we've danced around and talked about and brought into cryptid Episodes, but we thought we'd give them an episode all on its own. A two-parter, too. Two-parter? Yeah, we're going to do a two-parter for that. Right. Well, you just gave it away. Oops. Oops, I'm sorry. Next week's episode <laughs> is all about Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yes. Bigfoot. The Sasquatch. The yeah. Yeti. The Abominable Snowman. The and all the other. They all have different nicknames. But Bigfoot are all in the same. Now... There's different theories I talked about, and there's different what I thought Bigfoot was and stuff like that. But we'll get into that that episode, all the stories, possibly find a lot of stories through Reddit and other places as well. Um, what the what the play devil's advocate and try to debunk it or talk about the people who have said they debunked it, the stories about urban legends around it, the evidence caught, all that different stuff. Yes. So look for that next week. Look for Shadow Walker Part 6 come this Saturday. And then look for our investigation that we plan to do at the end of the month. Also want to say we are having a virtual Halloween party. Yes. Uh, with Mike and Christy from the Unknown Paranormal. Um, that's going to happen the 26th, which is the Thursday before Halloween. Halloween. We don't have a set time yet. We're kind of running around time right now. But it'll be uh, between one and two hours live. Uh, a live on Instagram. And we will have a giveaway. Of some really cool stuff. Yes, so. giveaways. Yeah, giveaways. Yeah. So definitely, if you guys want to check that out, uh, yeah. And and the time I should uh, in the next day or so after this episode airs should have a time out for you guys. So yes, yeah, so and we'll talk more about our Halloween special we're doing. Uh, it's not essentially a live uh, podcast from a certain location. What we plan to do is hit three locations in one night. And put the final kibosh on it all together. Yes. Yes. Uh, but we'll talk more about that um, in the next coming up episodes. And then talk about uh, what we're doing and when we're doing it. That Halloween party and stuff like that. And probably the episode before it as well. Yes. But as always, guys, you can catch our social medias at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast on Instagram. Hidden in the Shaw 6 on X. Or Hidden in the Shadows Podca 2 on TikTok. Or links to all our social media. And always you can listen to us at hiddenshadowspodcast.com. But as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes.